0: The Circle, produced by Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board. This is tribal sovereignty. It's our children's future. It's what our ancestors and our elders fought for. It's what we continue to fight for today, so that our people may live. This is The Circle, once again brought to you by the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board. I am Ray Rowland, Community Engagement Coordinator, along with Brandon Ekafee, our Communications Director. And we are here once again bringing you the latest news and updates from the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board and the Oyate Health Center. And as always, we want to hear from you. So reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Email me uh, at RayRoland, uh, excuse me, at GPTCHB.org. If you have any questions, concerns, anything you want us to address on the show, uh, we'll do that each and every week. A few weeks ago, we had the chance to go to the OST-HHS committee meeting uh, to talk about a few of the OHC, which is uh, Oyata Health Center, milestones that we have reached, including the $7 million uh, revenue uh, mark. Brandon, kind of tell us a little bit more about that and kind of what took place at the committee meeting. You
1: know, once a month... Uh- the Tribes HHS Committee, OSTHHS Committee, meets in Rapid City to meet with the the programs up here, um, Oyate House Center, Native Women's Health, um, CHR Program, other 638 programs that work up here in Rapid City serving tribal citizens in the area. And this time, you know, me, you, and Zincala Eyring, um, our new tribal liaison for the health board, went to the meeting and entertained some questions from the committee, but you know, mostly to share the news that the Oyate Health Center is on pace to hit that $7 million adjusted goal that was put, was put out there. You know, revenues coming in, services are expanding, patient populations going up. You know, this 638 program is looking to be a success. You know, the tribe made this dec- decision along with Cheyenne River to you know, assume control of, of their healthcare system here in Payton County of the Rapid City Service Unit, and now just about two years down the road from that original decision, you know, things are changing for the better.
0: Yeah, and kind of tell us what, what that means, like when we say we're, we're meeting that $7 million revenue mark, what does that mean for patient experience and care?
1: You know, revenue is one of those measuring sticks that you look at as far as efficiency. You know, how many patients are you bringing into the facility? How many people are being seen each day? You know, how good is it to your staff at billing and coding and draw, not only, you know, providing services, but creating revenue streams that can support the current services you have and expand to be, you know, to provide more to your patients. And when you look at the revenue going up, really through the roof, you know, mm-hmm. there are a lot of people, you know, who made up rumors early on that the health board that OHC was in debt up there and none of that was ever true you know systems were being put in place to to show the progress and now that all those systems are in place during the transition period into the 638 contract we're starting to see what the good good markers are you know and wait times are down revenues up patient populations up and those are three of the kind of markers you have that show your progress and show your success you know and Despite working in a, you know, an old ancient facility, you know, the Health Board and, and the Oyate Health Center have proven that 638 models of care are not only you know, profitable, but beneficial to the community and, and creates a pathway towards expanding services that the federal government, that the old school Indian Health Service model of care couldn't do. And again, every time I say that, I say it's not about the people who work under IHS, but the mm-hmm. system that's established by the feds that, you know, that kind of paternalistic, you know, we need to watch the, how these Indians manage their programs. We need to watch how every little dollar is spent. Once you go 638, you re, you kind of remove some of that oversight, that control, that red tape that the feds have put on us since, you know, since the early reservation days. Now our people are free to make decisions and make the right business decisions that improve care. And That's exactly what's happening, that $7 million mark, you know, and who knows, you know, by the end of the year, you know, it may blow past that $7 million mark and be more, you know, we'll know here, you know, as the fiscal year comes to an end. But once that fiscal year comes to an end, you can be sure that we're going to provide you with a full report because, you know, we're proud of the work that's going on up there, nurses, the billers, you know, all the drivers, you know, all the people who are working hard to improve care in Rapid City. Where mostly our people you know 65% of the staff at the health board are tribally enrolled members you know there's more than 80 Oglala that work there you know people we grew up with people from basically every district Rapid City Pine Ridge you know kids who we went to school with can't call them kids no more but yeah you know it's a team effort it's our people coming
0: together to prove that we can do do better than the feds and you know it's really happening and talking about continued care um one thing we talked about a few times on the show was us being able to purchase insurance for our patients here um talk a little bit more about that in you know a little bit more in depth and we want to be able to try to get this across to people who aren't necessarily aware of it or don't necessarily know how it works how does it work and how can someone access uh, some insurance you know under 638 contracting you know the health
1: board has an opportunity to use federal dollars to purchase insurance for individual patients individual tribal citizens who come to the facility and you know that the way that this tribal sponsorship program has been rolled out is they are identifying you know which which of our community members utilize the most healthcare resources you know most prc dollars and Pointing out those individuals and then buying private insurance for them, you know, takes away the, the, the pressure or the, the stress that it puts on the system because insurance is now paying for them instead of PRC. Um, I think at the health board, I, the numbers, you know, approximate numbers, about 8500 $8,700 was invested into buying insurance for 25 individuals. And So based off of these 25 individuals who were using a lot of PRC dollars in the past, just purchasing them insurance, private insurance for $8,700 total between all 25 of them, save the health board, save the PRC, save the people, you know, about 120 some thousand dollars because it brings in revenue and it also keeps, you know, us from having to pay out of, you know, the shared pool of resources we have to pay for their Referrals. You know, we're buying them insurance. So when that bill comes in, you know, if they seen, went we seen at our facility, we bill their insurance that money comes in to pay for more doctors, more nurses, more space, better facilities. So that's just one of the little small adjustments that we're making that couldn't be done under IHS, but can be done under the 638 process, which is really neat. The newest thing that they're doing now that we were just told, informed them by this morning by our, our finance team was that, the health board is, or the Oyate Health Center is going to be
0: purchasing Medicare D for all its patients. And Medicaid D is the medication part of the the supplement, right? Absolutely.
1: So, you know, you can buy insurance and the insurance could pay for, you know, your referral or your physical therapy or whatever. But to have your prescriptions covered, Medicare, Medicaid is set up to where you have to purchase additional coverage under what they call Medicaid D. Mm. And so when we look at, you know, where our patient visits are, you know, we see a lot of people at the pharmacy in the Oyate Health Center. I think they fill more than 10,000 scripts a month. And so now the idea is, okay, let's buy them Medicare D. So we buy all these patients who are getting 10,000 scripts a month insurance, instead of just, here's your meds, you're on your way, you know, that's kind of the end. Now we can actually bill for that. Bill Medicare, bill Medicaid. So now there's a revenue, an additional revenue stream coming in that will further expand services, whether it be, you know, getting more staff so your your weight is quicker, whether it be more COVID testing people, whether it be more providers, whether it be paying a little extra to get the better provider, you know, because that's something we don't always talk about. You know, we talk about filling positions in Indian country and they're always like, well, we need to get a podiatrist. We need to get a pediatrician, mm-hmm. you know, and... A lot of times the belief, you know, that we've been accustomed to is, you know, we just want to get anybody, anybody to fill those positions who have the credentials. Well, now, you know, as an organization, once you start to create revenue streams, now we can be like, okay, we don't want just any podiatrist, We don't want just any provider. We want the best. You know, who's Mm -hmm. the one that we need to pay a little bit extra for to pick up, but they're going to see more patients. They're going to give better care. They're going to care, be more invested in their job. And so when we talk about creating revenue, it's more than just, you know, that number on a wall. It's like, what can we do with that? You have better providers, more providers, more space, more services, and this model of care that are this model of, I guess, healthcare system that's being created in Rapid City, creating Penton County in only two years during a, COVID, a, a global pandemic is proving that our people have the ability to do it. If they're just giving the reins, giving the space and the freedom to do this type of thing without so much government oversight, without federal, so many federal laws and, and federal policies dictating you know, how you Indians can manage your healthcare system. You know, 638 freed us from a lot of that. And going forward, you're gonna see what really, what our people can do when, when they're giving the space to
0: operate and use their creativity and so where are we at in the status and we talked about it before the status of the ohc building and who gets to utilize the building once it's completed
1: you know once it opens up it's going to house you know some of the rapid city healthcare programs native women's health um oyate health center obviously will will fill the facility with um expanded services that we have um so you know it'll it'll be once we move into there the, the the new if people haven't been to rapid city um the last several months. The final still beam has gone up on the building and now the exterior coating is going up and work on the inside of the building is gonna pick up really soon, really before winter. Um, A light winter last year, um, long summer this year, is paving the way for the building to be done early. Some estimates say as much as eight months early, um, some as much as a year early, and then conservatively, you know, looking at like half a year done early just because of the cooperation of the weather. But, you know, the only limiting factor on the Oyate Health Center right now as far as creating more revenue, you know, seeing more patients, making the visit even more I guess, you know, as pleasurable as it can be is space. So, you know, we're excited to move into that building. I think the people of Rapid City have deserved a state of the art healthcare facility for a long time. So once we get in there it's gonna be nice. It's great.
0: And then as we make our way around the community, especially in our efforts on the vaccination front, we think it's important that we take the opportunity to kind of introduce our communications team and the voices that you've been hearing over the last few weeks on the show. And again, we want to be able to also hear from you, the, the public, the people to which we serve. So please reach out to us. You Again, you are listening to The Circle. If you're just joining us, brought to you by the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board and the Oyate Health Center. Uh, we're just bringing you all the information, latest updates, milestones from the Oyate Health Center and the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board. Um, so just to kind of get in to give you an idea of who we are and what our goal is here, um, we'll start with Brandon. Brandon, you want to kind of give us a gist? I mean, people know who you are, but just kind of give us a overall view of you know why you went into this, this line of work and what it means to you.
1: So when I came on to the with the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board two years ago, you know, I came at a time when the organization itself didn't have a, a communications team, um, they didn't really have a really active public relations um, initiative or campaign going, and because of that, you know, there, there were a lot of rumors out there about the Oyate Health Center, there's a lot of misconceptions about the 638 contracting process, um, you know, just a lot of confusion, and as someone who who operated my own um, my own communications company, you know, Bad Face Consulting, you know, I, I recognized that there was a tribal program that was looking to do really good things in the community, but didn't necessarily know how to tell its story. And what we learned throughout the years of, of working in communications in Indian country is that. If you're not telling your story someone else is going to be telling a story you know whatever that story might be about you and and so I approached the health board you know I said hey we you have something good going here you have an opportunity to really change perceptions you have an opportunity to save lives but it's all going to get messed up if you don't tell your story correctly and you know the health board had already been kind of mulling the idea of, of being more proactive with their communications and and it just happened to be that you know that it worked out that i was looking for looking kind of for a sidestep away from journalism into this type of work full-time and so a matter of circumstance a matter of timing you know i come on with the health board and started kind of trying to demonstrate to the community that there was a lot of success with 6:30 programs across the country you know i was trying to demonstrate that within the health board itself and their grant programs are doing tremendous work on cancer prevention um, you know and and as we move forward with covid outreach with vaccine outreach with just you know health education opportunities that were always there but weren't necessarily um weren't on keely radio they weren't in lakota country times mm-hmm. they weren't live online you know and like many organizations the health board was kind of wary of stepping into the digital world you know because you know it, it's it's a rough world out there if you don't navigate it correctly and as i move forward you know it just as a tribal member you know grew up in pine ridge grew up utilizing the systems of care that were there um, through the indian health service and you know seeing the hard work that people would do but realizing what the the feds had set up for us was inadequate that you know it kind of was limiting to tribal sovereignty you know it was a way the feds getting out of their treaty obligations by providing less than what is owed you know I saw 638 I've developed a relationship and a belief in the 638 system that through self-determination through the expression of tribal sovereignty through the use of our own minds our, our own creativity the the belief of our people that we could have something better you know I, I find myself advocating for this program and I think that a lot of people are starting to hear the message and see the good things that are coming from the health board but without a communications team any tribal organization is going to always be fighting rumors. They're going to be, you know, misconceptions. So, you know, if, if anything, you know, you need to invest in people like Ray came on. Ray, Ray my partner, of course, everyone's listening. Um, Ray had a tremendous um, knowledge of, of the community, having grown up in Pine Ridge, um, had an understanding of tribal politics, but also he had um, a lot of digital skills, you know, radio, editing, um, audio visual, um, even just the personality of being able to communicate with others you're good at that obviously and pre- bring bringing things to the table that i don't have and so you know building a team sure. that can not only understand tribal politics but also you know kind of see the bigger picture is important for any tribal organ and at the health board you know that's why we're doing some cool things i mean you can kind of talk about some of the commercials we're doing and you know where we're going in in, in that realm
0: yeah we want to you know nail more into vaccinations you know that my My big thing is vaccinations, because I've seen a lot of uh, our elders, you know, get sick, severely sick, if not lose their lives. And not only that, be away and disconnected from their families for almost, we're going on, you know, two years now, some of them haven't been out, you know, and a lot of them have, and, and my whole goal is just to be able to Show people the the truth when it comes to whether it's politics or medicine or anything in, in just you know our realm of living and and going back to you know the story wanting to tell a story because there's not just a single story there's many there's thousands there's hundreds of thousands of stories that are just on our res alone um, so I you know my belief is that each and one of those are um needing to be told that they have the, the, the right to have their voices heard. So that's my goal this year is to be able to, you know, represent not only my family, but my entire people, my nation.
1: We, we realize that the story, you know, the story of this organization, you know, despite the way people have tried to frame it, you know, this is a story of what's happening at the Oyate Health Center is a story of tribal sovereignty, but it's also the story of individuals, You know whether they be nurses who have gone through COVID this whole time you know weren't they weren't giving hazard pay like some IHS workers so they you know because those funds were invested into other parts you know other Mm. parts of the system and you know their struggle What's their story they're tired you know this is also the story of elected tribal leaders you know finally breaking the mold on the plains of telling the feds hey You know what you've been doing for all these decades you know you keep promising improved care i keep saying you're improving our care you're going to expand our care well you know the time's up you know we Mm -hmm. waited too long it's time for our people and our tribe to take control of our health care take control of our institutions you know that's another story that we're we're telling but the challenge that comes is you know how do we tell these stories uniquely you know how do we tell these stories better than our competitors and you you know and, and there was a time when we looked up to like Avera, you know, you looked up to monument, mm-hmm. looked up to regional like, you know, as a as tribal health programs. Look up to them be like, "Oh man, those guys are so awesome. You know, they're not even that they're mm-hmm. awesome. You know, they're big, they're presence, they're branded. They're they you know, how do how do we get our story out there like that?" Well, these days, you know, we're no longer looking up to them. We're, we're if anything, you know, we're matching and outperforming them in in what we do as far as communicators, you know. The podcast stuff that we're doing, um, the present in tribal newspapers, the digital online Facebook ads we're doing. We had David Bulldog Mashad, yeah. we had Reg Charging, you know, we have one coming up from um Lauren Shad, professional the River tribal citizen who's a professional volleyball player in Italy. She's doing a vaccine video for us and communications, the way that communications at the Olathe Oyate Health Center are doing better than our competitors is just a, a signal of, of where we're outperforming these larger organizations because we know how to deal with our people. We know how to communicate with our people. And it's indicative of, of
0: across the board what's happening at the Oyate Health Center. Yeah, and its in, we say it all the time. You know, this is part of us being sovereign. This is a part of us being a nation and taking control of our own destiny, so to speak, you know. Um, no more are we being governed by the people who put us here. We can now govern ourselves. And so it's up for us to keep these sort of things alive. Not just when it comes to healthcare, not just for Great Plains, but any sort of institute where it is, you know, helping our people to expand our culture, our language and to have our, give our children a future. And that's why I think, you know, everybody that can hear my voice, get vaccinated. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to keep saying it yeah. every week. <laughs> get vaccinated. More people will die. This won't stop. Black Hills Power is canceled. I, you know, I hate to say it, but Alan is probably going to be canceled. It's a reality. In, in the
1: last month or so, I, I've had... I had a cousin pass away from COVID. I've had, I had a a close friend in um, Wisconsin, who's, you know, he he's probably gonna pass away here if he didn't, you know, pass away in the last couple of days. And, you know, I had another friend in Missouri who had complications with COVID that, that had to do with a, a blood clot running towards his heart. And they were minutes, he was minutes away from dying and they happened to, you know, pull off something that allowed him to live. and his message immediately was you know I'm sorry I should have been vaccinated and there's so many people out there who 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 don't want to just admit you know like man this is this could save your life there's you know what bothers me you know I coach kids in the winter time I coach basketball and you interact with these kids and you know the message is getting through of how important vaccination is you know they want to get vaccinated but you know a lot of times I have encountered two kids already who said that their mom or their their dad don't believe in vaccinations, so they can't get vaccinated even though they want to. And as communicators, those are the challenges we face. But you know, if you have a kid out there who who you know who wants to get vaccinated, let, let him get vaccinated. You know, you you want to have a basketball season, you want to have a wrestling season, any kind of winter indoor type events. You know. I don't want to have another COVID winter like we did last time. But mm. if people are not getting vaccinated, it, it's gonna it's gonna head that direction, and it's easy to get vaccinated. I don't know why it's you mm-hmm. know go to did you you know so I got vaccinated. the biggest issue that I had was my arm hurt, mm-hmm. my shoulder was sore the second time you know when you come in to get your second dose, I was a little tired, you know, and of course, everyone's gonna have their own unique experience. Some are gonna be a little sicker, but you know ninety five yeah. you know I don't want to throw percentages out there, but majority of the time you're going to be all right and is it going to be a big Mm -hmm. deal just to get it and then move on with your day and know that you're doing the minimum the bare minimum you can do to protect
0: your community by getting vaccinated yeah i mean you have a, a greater you know barrier around you when you're vaccinated can you still get the virus if you're vaccinated yes but your chances of not being on a ventilator you know are are more than you know, if you were unvaccinated, you know, uh, it just doesn't understand. I didn't,
1: you know, 95. So you look at 95% of the people that are in the hospitals right now with COVID who are taking up ICU beds, who are just flat out, you know, in danger of dying, really uncomfortable in a lot of pain. 95% of those people are unvaccinated, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. you know, what clear evidence do you need to, do you need to see that, you're a lot safer if
0: you have a shot. Yep. Yeah. No, we we I got mine probably about six or seven months ago, and I was the same way. I didn't have any sort of uh, effects on the first one. Uh, the second one, it, it felt like someone really stiffed me in the arm real hard, and then I, I took a nap. That was it. That was it. I was done. I know, I'm not the healthiest person in the world, and if you know me, you know me, and and I'm not killed over yet. This thing has the, the vaccine has not killed me, so if it's not killing me, it's not going to kill you.
1: Yeah, you know, if there's someone who doesn't trust the government, those of y'all who know my story, I don't trust the government. <laughs> you know, I don't trust the government at all. But as the data's come down, as the data has as has produced it and, and and you know surfaced, you know, it's mm-hmm. there. The data's there. If you have the shot, you're very unlikely to die. You're very very unlikely to end up in the hospital in a ventilator and and the thing that scares me you know is the long-term side effects of covid you know people they call them long-haul covid you know they have Mm -hmm. brain fog or breathing issues um loss of scent loss of of taste you know you don't want to live with that stuff going forward so you Mm -hmm. know I, i know that we're kind of beating a dead horse but you know get vaccinated
0: yeah And again, we want to be able in in one day, you know, we're not going to be beating this dead horse. We still want to be able to address your concerns when it comes to your health and your wellness. So we're here every week. Again, this is The Circle brought to you by the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board and the Oyate Health Center. So if you guys have any questions, concerns, if there's something you don't understand about PRC billing, if you got a bill, or you got sent to collections, if you have those those, those questions, Reach out to us. We'll help to, you know, better explain the process. We'll help to, you know, do anything that we can in our, within our ability to help service our people. One cool thing that we didn't mention that's coming up now that you brought up PRC. Yeah. You know, we were
1: talking about, you know, PRC is always the, the most difficult topic when it comes to healthcare in Indian country. So at the health board, we've been looking for ways to save on PRC. We've been looking out for ways to improve PRC to better educate the community. About the processes when you're eligible when you're not eligible that's that's ultimately been one of our larger challenges but you know and this wasn't my idea this come from this came from the finance um, team um, at the health board but they actually created a link and and it, I don't think it's live yet but it's when well, we'll talk about it in maybe the next couple of shows but there's a link that they're creating which is going to be an active portal to where you can actually follow our patients can follow their PRC claim through the process. You know, where did it go? Has it been approved? If it's improved, you know, do you get a check? It's improved. You know, has it been paid for? Who's it there for? And that type of transparency and and availability of something like that, just another small sign of where we're we're doing things better than Indian Health Service. You know, of course, you know, there's many, many other things happening in the background, but when you look at processes and you look at, the unveiling of of new ideas for improving healthcare, this one's really neat because a lot of times people, you know, they get referred out or they get a bill, you know, and they're trying to get a hold of a PRC representative from IHS, you know, they can't track it down, they can't get a call back, they can't get no one to answer the call. Um, But, you know, if you had a link to where you can say, I have a employee ID or a patient ID or whatever information your email to follow it, And you can just log in and click that link and see all the information that's there about your referral. You know, that saves time, it saves energy, it relieves stress. Mm -hmm. And if there's an issue, you can pinpoint where the issue is right away, get a hold of us, get a hold of um, Nico Shepard and his team up at the Oyate Health Center to help walk you through it. You know, anytime you get a bill, anytime you get something on claim at the Oyate Health Center, we encourage our patients to give us a call, follow up help us walk through the process so we can improve the system, you know, and and we're committed to improving that system. You know, that, that PRC processes were there under IHS for decades and they have no any improvement, you know, and in 18 months, you know, we have the link, we have more staff, we have methods to save it, help improve it, and make it last longer, buying insurance for, you know, patients who use it all the time, you know, just little changes that are hopefully creating a system that's better, more efficient and more user-friendly for, all of our relatives who come in and get
0: care. Yeah, so great stuff coming. Um, we got a lot of, of good content coming within our show. And again, reach out to us. If you have any questions, you can call us here, uh, 605-721-1922. Or again, reach out to us in social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, email me, rayland.roland at gptchb.org uh again this has been uh any closing words that you have today brandon for this week's show you know just you know believe in your systems believe in your people that's kind of the
1: message we're trying to promote with this show we yacht house center is improving every month every week it's getting better and you know i think in the next month or so when when, when we have a show to give us our full fiscal 2021 year report about
0: where the yate house centers i think we're gonna have some good surprises for people Sounds good. So again, for the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board, Oyate Health Center, Brandon Ekefi, and myself, this has been The Circle here on Keeley Radio, the voice of the Lakota Nation. COVID-19 vaccines are currently available across the Great Plains area. These vaccines are safe and effective tools for stopping the spread of COVID-19. The vaccines work by giving our immune systems instructions for how to fight off infections. They do not contain the virus that causes COVID-19. Short-term side effects like soreness at the injection site, fever, headache, muscle pain, or fatigue are common after receiving the vaccine. Millions of people around the world, including thousands of native health workers and elders, have been vaccinated safely. Vaccines are the safest way to protect our relatives during this ongoing pandemic. The more people get the vaccine, the more lives we can save in our communities. Call your healthcare provider or tribal health department to learn more about when and where you can receive your vaccine. Or go to gptchb.org for more information. This message was brought to you by the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board so that the people may live.